Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome back. Advice uh, from a dipshit with Matt Bronger returns. Thank you for blowing us up, everybody. This thing has been uh, just taken off uh, like a rocket. It just won't run out of gas. It won't stop. We've actually reached number one podcast of all time, and I want to say thanks, everybody, for getting us there. No, listen, we're small but mighty, but we are booming uh, week by week, and uh, thanks for calling in. Small but mighty. Thanks for we, We're going <laughs> to we're gonna save that what you just said. I'm sorry to okay. interrupt you. I know oh, this sure. is your show. No, but, we're just going to uh, keep rolling. One thing I like to say yes. is uh, when you put <laughs> stuff out there like that, that we're the number one pod, it will happen. So uh, that's all I'm saying. Thank you. Perfect intro. My uh, guest is uh, Joe Coy, who is, if, you, if you're if you familiar with uh, Eddie Murphy in the early 80s, he's that now in terms of touring. No, I'm just I'm just super proud of you, man. And uh, Ed, thank you. Joe and I met working on uh, Chelsea lately, and I, if you don't follow him on Instagram, you should, because it's just, it's just watching uh, a hilarious comedian's dreams come true in a non-pretentious sense. It's very funny. It's very fun the way you interact with all your all your fans and all your pals. And you're one of those guys who uh, I've always heard legend of those people who once they make it big, it's like they stick around, they sign every autograph, they hang yeah. out, and like that's you. Oh, thank you. That's you. And you're <laughs> like you and I would connect backstage on Chelsea lately, where we just there'd be something that is just fucking with us because we're both known as like nice quote unquote nice guys yeah but like we'd be backstage like you know what who, you know who can fuck themselves and you and I would like go, <laughs> yeah. go back and forth and it's just like and then ah oh, let it go and then go have fun on stage yeah that's so true you know we what I mean do that mm-hmm. I think we every now and then you're allowed to do that yeah I don't like to cast negative energy no I, I, I'm th- I think energy is very sacred yeah and uh, whatever you say will happen to you like, yes I, I don't know I don't, I don't believe in that whole karma thing I'm sure. just saying when you throw it out there it will come back it would it, it, energy is a real thing it is it's a real a real presence and it's this thing and if and the more you kind of nurture I always say on this podcast like this isn't exactly self-help but it is like mm. it's fun but we do kind of help people yeah. and we get a lot of positive feedback on that but it's like the thing is I don't want to be Dr. Drew I don't want to be no. you know uh, Tom Robbins whatever my thing is more just like alright I've fucked up a lot in my life yeah. you can learn from me exactly. I didn't get married till I was 42 you know well, it's just I like yeah that. so like I, I'm made of mistakes I have a, a couple bad tattoos like all kinds of shit like that <laughs> so uh, the, the, but the thing is one thing I say is everything you practice gets stronger yes. so if all you do is watch porn all day you're going to be uh, addicted to oh that, and that's going to be dude, strong. That is and so like, amazing that you, you know, said that. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, uh, so that, what is, no, that's a real thing. No, I'm sorry. To, I, I just my mind is blown that you said that because it takes <laughs> it takes a lot of confidence to say that. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? Because indirectly, you're telling people that you used to watch a lot of porn. Sure, and that's cool. But what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> a lot of guys do, mm-hmm. and when you when you get stuck, I mean, even Chris Rock came out and said it. You know yeah. what I mean? He said he had a porn addiction. Sure. And the thing is, when you get when you get stuck in that 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 wormhole, yeah, it just consumes you. Right. So if that can consume you, imagine if you did something good right. and let that consume you. Yeah. And it, you it, it takes the same amount of effort. People mm-hmm. think that it's harder if you do this. Oh, but that good shit, it, it's really hard to do. No, it's not. No, it isn't. It takes as much effort as it is to yep. stay up and be creepy at 3 o'clock in the morning and make sure no one hears you and you got your right. headphones on mm-hmm. and you're jerking off by yourself. In the that takes a lot. Yeah. It so, really does. That's not just some easy it, shit. It you takes don't just some walk real past discipline. The with a, a boner and grab your laptop and stick it on. There's a lot of like yes. tricky, sneaky, mm-hmm. creepy shit you got to do, yep. and make sure that you still keep that in that innocence. Yeah. Like the next morning, no one goes, 
Were you jerking off all night? Like you, you no. can't. You got to make it look. Yeah, and you don't introduce yourself as a porn watcher. Exactly. You know, no people, one does. People are like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. It's like, well, what are you? What What are you doing with your time? And it and it's just like how people, the old fucking uh, dumb thing that a lot of people say is like, oh, you're not an actor. You're a waiter. But it's like. You know, is that person being negative towards you necessarily wrong? Because just like so many people are like, oh, I'm a comedian. It's like, oh, have you gone up this week? No. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, you're never going to build a career exactly. unless you force yourself to go to those open mics you dread exactly. and really get out there and really and really do it, you know? Go up. Go up. Go up. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, someone said that to me. Oh, man. we th- That was a cool little segue into stand-up now. Yeah. Uh, it went from porn to that. Yep. Um, but it was so funny because I was working out my... Uh, uh, the James Corden set. Okay. And uh, and it's so funny because I'm walking into any room because it's like you got to put yourself in those situations. Right. It's like you're doing a, a late night talk show, which means you're not going to get the same laughter that you've been a, that you've been used to your no. whole career. No. So you got to put yourself in that situation. Yes. So I went to this weed shop and literally was on to uh, Tahunga or whatever. It was just this weed shop at like ten o'clock at night and, I, and all the lights are on. <laughs> the the mic stand is next to a refrigerator filled with like edibles or whatever. You know, I don't know what's in this yeah. store, but I know it's just I don't frequently. Yeah, yeah. And and I literally put my name on the list and all the other comics are like is that fucking Joe Coy? Yeah, like, what are you doing here? Why are you That's here, so bro? That's so awesome you did that, man. And I did my fucking six minutes. And I swear. And I went up, like, I think I went up like 10 times that night. I went up to the improv like wow. three times. And, yeah, I went everywhere. I did like, like a bar somewhere. And I just went up everywhere. And I swear to God, that was my last set of the night. You can have my opener. Chase was the one that found it. And uh, that was my coordinate set. Nice. That was my coordinate set. I, I remember we both hugged each other outside. And I was like, That's it right there. Dude, you're such a worker, B, because like you. You just taped a Netflix special in an arena? Yeah. In an yeah. arena? Like, how, how many seats? It was, uh, total, it was like 26,000. Fuck me in the yeah. ass! Yeah, and it sold out oh, six shit. months ago. Dude, that's banana bread, man. Yeah. It was, it was I pretty, mean, uh, it was pretty, uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. It was pretty fucking amazing. It should be. No, yeah. glory in that. Yeah. Just like, look, therapy teaches us that, like, you have to admit the terrible times and at, embrace the good times. Thank you, Like, man. the times where you're just like, you've had those times where, where I loved how Tiffany Haddish uh, at, at JFL was like in tears yeah. because you bought her hot dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was broke. That's so crazy. And you, you know, know, I remember those days, man. Yeah. I oh, really you, do remember the little, you know, those little hot dog carts. Yeah. Yeah. I used to buy Tiffany uh, or who, anybody like hot dogs, but I remember sure. her buying two. I, and it's so funny. I remember when she she goes, Can I buy two? And I bought her two. <laughs> uh, I'm getting teary eyed thinking about it right now. But that, yeah, that was, that was, that was cool. That it, yeah. people remember that stuff. Yeah, man. they do. And, 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 I, I mean, it's it's you look back on those times where you're just like, w- I, I, I think I have an aptitude for this. I think I'm good, uh, it, but the way that I'm being treated in this business makes me doubt myself and makes yeah. me go like, "Fuck, do I suck? Am I terrible?" No, not at all. You're, that you're that the thing kind of never leaves you. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I remember doing warm up for this. This terrible, like they did like a Cheech and Chong roast, and like mm. Spike TV did it, and they mm. didn't really know how to put a roast on. Yeah, and it was just people off the Vegas Strip in the audience. Oh. and I just went up there and just, just like fillers. Oh, it's just like no one cares that you're up there and you're trying to get trying to get a connection. You're just trying to all it is is warm the audience up. And yep. shout out to people who've done warm up. Oh, I've done it. It's it's it's, it's hell. It's, it's a hell. hell. It's because a two hundred fifty dollars check. Yeah, you might as well be wearing a t shirt that says "I'm not the one you came to see." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and it's it's a, it, you look back. On those times, and at least it's a paying gig. But you're, I remember getting off stage, and for the first time after I don't know how many years I've been doing it, in a thought in my mind was just like, 
God, should I not be doing this? And a yeah. friend grabbed me and said exactly what you said. It was like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah, no, that, no, don't, 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 you know? Yeah. And it's it's almost that same compunction that's just like, maybe it'd be better if I tried heroin. Yeah. Maybe, like, whatever, <laughs> you know? It's just that, that I, same defeatist thing that, you, you know what I'm saying? I love that, though. I love the fact that we have that doubt in ourselves because that's yeah. what gives you drive. Because uh, there was a time where I was like, well, fuck, maybe my mom is right. Mom, you know what I mean? I, I really didn't want to ever Sorry admit to that. that. But that's just the worst person to hear it from. It. I yeah. mean, if you guys aren't familiar with Joe Coy, uh, he has a special on Netflix right now, and you should watch. He has a, a, a and Google him. So much funny material about how his mother speaks to him. And yeah, it's it's very, it's, it's really it's funny true. because it's very negative. Oh, but. it's so negative, man. Uh, cast of negativity, and it's just like. If there was a point where I was just, I, I can tell you how old I was, too. I was, I th- I was 33, 34, mm-hmm. and I just had my, my son, and she really made me feel like, you know, you have a baby now. You know what I mean? That yeah. shit you were doing before the baby, mm-hmm. go for it. You could be an open micer. You can go get $100 here and there, but now you, now it's your, your, you have to feed a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the responsibility for a baby, and she yeah. kept pounding that on me like, do, do you want your baby to... Worry about health insurance, right. you know. When your baby gets sick, do uh-huh. you want to worry about that? Like, you know, we're getting old now; we can't help you. She's doing all that shit, man. Yeah. And I was just like, literally, I was like, "Fuck me, man." Yeah. Maybe I need a nine to five. Maybe I should go to Wells Fargo and just sure. try and become a loan officer. I swear to God, I even went to Wells Fargo. I, I started working there. Yeah. And uh, and I'm glad I didn't listen to her. I, I yeah. really am, man. Because uh, well, you, you you never let anyone keep you in a box Mm-mm. to your credit. You know, like I always knew you were, you were always going up. You were always hustling, and you would crush. And you had you had a, a connection with an audience that I I would rarely see. Whereas like as soon as you got up there, people were just like, "Oh, I want to hear what this guy has to say," <laughs> Be- because you didn't have any guile. Like we, uh, you and I, kind of came up in the LA scene where you had you know the rock star comedian that would just like get up there like, "Fuck, it's me. You better. It's time for everyone to have fun. Yeah. God damn it!" Yeah. And I was like, All right, "What?" Yeah, you know, yeah, and that yeah. does that does not last. No. Where you're just worshiping yourself. Where it's yeah. more you have to worship the audience <laughs> and like. Uh, 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 I people, love the way he talks. I people. swear to God, <laughs> I told you this on my last pod, man. No, it thanks. just you spit this shit out so naturally, thanks, man. Well, you've been touched by an alien, man. <laughs> an alien fucking touched you one night. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one talks I, like you, bro. I, thanks, dude. I I feel like your mom kept you in a box that you busted out of, yep. and the the box thing. Is like they always say that you know, like Paul McCartney was older than George Harrison, so George Harrison always looked up to him, always yeah. their whole life. And Paul McCartney was never would never put him down, but we'd be like, "Hey, George, we're going to this thing." George would be like, "Let's go, okay, yeah. man, yeah, boss," you know, yeah. because we all have to be recognized. I put your guitar boxes. in the case, yeah. Paul. Hey, hey, boss. Hey, where's Spike? yours, George? Going, oh fuck, I'll be right back. Doesn't matter. I don't need mine. You do. You're the lead guitarist of the Beatles. Uh, but but it's like we 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 are we are kept we are kept in these boxes by by people around us. Like my my wife is is a manager. She's actually my ex manager, and uh, we. She goes home to Boston and sees like some of the old friends, and they're like, "Oh, so you're still doing that." Are we, so we need to come back here, and she's like, "Never, no." And she's killing it, of course. You know, she reps Eliza, she re- reps Reggie Watts. She's got oh, nice. big names, yeah. So it's like you know, like they they still. I'm sure there, there's still probably not in your case, but there there might still be people that like you grew up with that are just like, well, like not now, mm. but I'm sure at a certain part of your life they were just like, he's gonna quit. Yeah, he's gonna quit. He'll 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 work at Wells Fargo. Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. He'll he's go got back. a kid now. When's he gonna wise up? Yeah, and it's just like you were wise all along. Yeah, like you knew this I was knew, gonna man. happen on some level. Maybe not this big. Yeah, but on some level. So oh it's yeah, like, yeah, for you know, sure. I was I was totally. Uh, 
I was totally focused, but man, I'm telling you, that self-doubt is a bitch, mm. man. Anybody with that self-doubt, get rid of it, man. Yeah. Say it out loud, too. I, have you noticed when you say shit out loud, or at least... It manifests. It really does. Like I, I like to talk to people and try and inspire, but I'm literally like just using you as a bouncing pad, because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to tell myself again. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. Like, I'll try and like inspire somebody else and say all this stuff, like, yeah, you know, and, if, and all you got to do is this and this, and then when I leave that conversation, I'm like, all right, I got to do this, this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do it all the time, man. Well, but you, it's you have to have positivity, but you have to have work behind it. Oh yeah, because it's just the whole the, the thing. I mean, we all made fun of like the secret. Yeah, and like the secret is kind of real. Oh, kind of real. But but don't it's, take all of it. Man. No, don't. A t- lot of people think that it's like a, no. a how to to success. Well, it's there's not. a reason we make fun of actor spirituality, where it's like, do you really think the universe gives a fuck if you get into entertainment weekly <laughs> or not? I don't think it does. You no, know? it doesn't. I mean, that might be your dream, and you should have better dreams than that. But like, if if you're kind of just like you keep saying it and that that's what I want it's like well do you want that or do you want to make great art that somehow gets you in that shit exactly because I feel like once you get to the point where you're in those things mm, they're nice for promotion and stuff but that's not what you really care about it's not you know and you have to focus your what you what you really care about Uh, it's funny the thing you think you want you probably don't want that no. as much as you want this other thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you have you have like a, a healthy, hilarious, awesome son. Yeah. And it's like really, what's more important? What's more important to you? Playing in that arena or your son? Exactly. And it's like the arena. I mean, fuck. That's that's a, a billion people's dreams. Yeah. You know, and people take uh, having a, a healthy, aware human being that you made and raised yeah. in your life for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. they just would like turn over and look over and see this person, go, oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. This this is better. Yeah, this exactly. is a more important thing. The most important thing that night, well, there was we, we taped three nights. Uh, the most important thing to me was uh, where is my son? Like, yeah. I was like, like <laughs> I swear to God, I yeah. didn't give a shit about lights, positioning, and yeah. uh, play to this camera. I swear to God, I was like, where's little Joe? Mm-hmm. Where's, little, where's his mark? And I always made sure that he was at his mark because uh, I want him to see that moment, man. Yeah. I was like, you got to see this, Joe. And well, we had, we had, Matt, we did a fucking handshake, bro. We did a handshake before I walked out, oh, and, uh, man. and we nailed it. And we never nail this handshake, bro. <laughs> we never nail it, bro. That's and so we great. fucking from the top to the finish. Oh man! And to my walkout where they open the cur- curtains and and, uh, and I walk on stage, and, and and I knew when I hit that handshake with my son, I was like, "This is gonna be the best special of my life, dude." Man. That's so rad. Yeah, man. And and, and it's because you know what it makes me think of is is <laughs> is Rocky. Like, yeah. when you think of every Rocky movie, what's the thing you remember the most? Mm-hmm. And this, this is the last thing I say before we, we listen to the first call, but the thing you remember the most is Adrian! Yep. It's like... When he's hosted up I in the air. I did it! Like, and all he wants, he's like, where is my wife? Yeah. Like, everyone's like, you're the best! No, it's your time! Yeah. Put your fist in the air! Like, no! no I want my yeah. wife! And it's like, I would be the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. where's my son? I don't care. Yeah. Netflix, ex- whatever. Yep. Where's my kid, man? That's exactly how I felt, Oh, man. it's so rad. Okay. I can't wait for you to see it. I'm so psyched, wait. dude. All right, let's roll the first one. What is this? Oh, we're going to do the hey, first man. call. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> You're good. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Google. At CDW, we get that working remotely can make people feel disconnected. I went from catching up with coworkers around the water cooler to hanging around my cat's water bowl. Fortunately, CDW can help your employees stay connected by implementing a secure by design Google Chrome Enterprise solution that protects every endpoint, reducing downtime and operational costs. Gotta run. The boss is calling. Mr. Whisker sounds very demanding. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Google. 
Hey, Matt and Amanda. I'm calling for a bit of an advice on this uh, situation I got going on. I'm uh, quickly approaching 40, and I find myself having to choose from a nice, safe job that will, in the long run, you know, possibility of a pension and all that jazz, healthcare, fun stuff. But it's, you know, it's a bit of a nine-to-five grind. Or um, I recently started a business, and it's going pretty well. There's no guarantee of any sort of security or even that it'll last as long as it has it's just been something i tried out and it kind of worked well and the thing i'm worried about is i'm into both i don't know which one i want to do more than the other but the uh real kicker between things is i've got two kids and i'm trying to balance out you know my responsibility to them as well as my responsibility to me to have the best life for all of us so, yeah, uh, just any advice on that would be super rad. And uh, thank you guys so much. You guys rock. I love listening to it. All right. Bye. Dude, Amanda, you know how to pick them. I do. You do. I do. Yeah. Uh, seriously. Like, man, you got that's why when you guys were starting to go into it, I was like, uh, uh, wait, wait, say something. I was like, doing little say hand some. signs. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because I was like, I have this question. It was. Oh, it worked great. out beyond perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. Take this one, Joe. Um, one, uh, first you got to get rid of your, your self doubt. I, 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 you know, when you, when you say words like, I don't know, and it's kind of doing good and it's blah, 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 then it's always going to stay there. Yep. You know what I mean? And then two, um, you got to be passionate about something. So you got to commit. It's like, do you want to start this business or do you want to just maintain a great job and just excel there for the, for the benefit of your kids? Sure. Um, I'm a person, you know, you only live once, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if it's your dream to start a business, then, man, you got to do it now. Now's the time. You're in your 40s. This is your prime time. Mm-hmm. Move hard. I mean, you have all the tools in your hand now. When I started 20, uh, what, 29 years ago, we didn't have an Apple computer with all the built-in yeah. programs to make uh, uh-huh. flyers and all that. I had to go to Kinko's. I had to do all that. So I had to cut it myself and, and put them in uh, uh, car windows at the mall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you could just do an Instagram flyer and then send it to a thousand people. Yeah. There's, there's, th- there's a lot of tools that can help you now that you can take advantage mm-hmm. of. And um, I, I strongly believe in if you're passionate in, in, in starting your own business, man, go for it. And get rid of that self-doubt. Don't yeah. don't tell anybody that it's not. It's just doing okay. You go, hey, we're crushing. Even yeah. if it's not, just say it. Mm-hmm. We're crushing because you're gonna start crushing. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna motivate yourself to to do the right stuff to propel it forward. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No. Well, he, here's the thing. No one wants to uh, proclaim their shit amazing. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, because it's like we're we're all we're all look. I think there, there's a, there's a place to be humble. There's a place to uh, to uh, not be an overbearing bore talking about. How great your your stuff is! God, I love but the way he it, talks. It, I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it's it's like when you when you if you have this business, you obviously this this dude is a is a good person. Yes, he obviously loves his kids, and his kids love him, and and he's made a good life for them. But he he's thinking of them first, uh, where he should he should be thinking of all of them. Yeah, and I feel like the days of having a father who goes to a a, a work. Uh, life full of drudgery and coming home and just sitting down and just being like, you know, having a couple drinks and just like, fuck my life. Uh, are the yeah. kids okay? I don't matter. The kids matter. It's like, mm, your psyche affects them. Exactly. And if they see dad uh, like always super bummed out and just like he never lived his dream, so I get to live mine, it's like, it's like how we pass down hazing or child abuse. 
That's a very strong analogy to draw. But I think when you give up your dreams for your kids' dreams, your kid overthinks their dreams. It's like, are my dreams not good enough? My, my dad uh, would go into every bar and be like, I'll fight the toughest guy and get the shit beat out of him. And he hated it. He hated fighting. And so he would just pay, he'd pay for all my stuff and he died of a heart attack at age 50 from stress. So boy, my dreams better matter. And it's like, dude, all our dreams matter. Bro, you couldn't have said, that was the best way to answer that question. <laughs> Everything I said, please just cut it out. No. That was so well was said. I, because I understood everything that you said, man. That was so true. Thanks, man. Because what, what, can I just say it in like uh, the person that doesn't know how to use big words way? Please. <laughs> Basically, what you, what I got from that is, yeah, you you take on that position of like killing your dreams and just providing for your kids. But what you're indirectly doing is showing your kids to like kill their dreams yeah. and provide for your kids. And that's not what you want to show. Yeah. You want to show like that was my biggest concern about stand up because I started making like really good money when my son was like. When he was like nine, you know, I was able to get his mom to move close to me because we're divorced, but she was far, far away. And I just uh. looked at her. I was like, hey, I'm making money now and I can't do this two hour commute. Yeah. I want my son near me. And she's like, well, how can we make this work? I'm like, I will get you a house next to me. Uh. Like, and I, and I told her that I go, every time I do well, you will do well. And, but my son wasn't seeing that. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Sure. And it was killing sure. me. Like he's just seeing dad be a dad. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And my whole thing was like, I want my son to see the struggle. I want my son to see producer. I want to see my I want my yeah. son to see this this hustle because I want my son to fucking hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I get what you're saying because yeah. that was so awesome. Yeah. And that's why I wanted him by my side when I walked down on stage. I want him to be like, my dad fucking did it. Uh -huh. I can do this shit. Yeah. And that's more important than mm -hmm. just providing for your kids. You're the shit, man. I fucking love this guy, <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I love you. That was amazing. That is the best way to say it. Because I never thought of that. Yeah. I never thought of that. Well, we, we, we all lead and we raise by example. Yes. And it's not just the example of, oh, I... Uh, I don't raise my hand in anger to people. Yeah. I I I, uh, I don't party too hard. Like that. They, those are the obvious ones. The the ones we forget is that you have to give yourself uh, uh, the ability and the and and to feel joy yes. and to stop and go. This is awesome. So you so that your kid will be like, oh, I want, I'm going to be like that. Yeah. You know, we always you always hear about you know, oh, my dad gave so much and he worked so hard. But the ones that stick out to me is like, you know, my dad was a really happy guy. Yeah. You know, it made me happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and he he was, he he got along with everybody and he would take the time to listen to people yes. and stuff. And it's like, I'm lucky enough that I had parents like that, that I saw like all their flaws and I, I and, and, but I also saw how much, you know, they like a good time. Yeah. And like they, they, um, they did, you know, they wanted to be teachers. So they were teachers. Yeah. They weren't teachers because, bah, my kid wants to be an actor. Yeah, they're so. hiring for teachers at the school. <laughs> they pay so Your well. Your mom and I applied. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got going, it. How going, crazy is that? Got to know. I'm my working out of the teaching factory. Yeah, it's better than the deli. Cranking out textbooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ho so I hope I hope that helps you, man. Dude, that and helped me. Yeah. But thanks. <laughs> Bro, that was so good. That was so good, man. The fact that you came up with that off the top of your head is so fucking brilliant. That is a key. I think that is a highlight segment. I think Thanks. you should cut that up and post that. I think that's an inspirational thing to say that I'm, that that you you providing sometimes could be more harmful than anything. Like not yeah. harmful, but you know what I mean. Well, it's just, good what you're doing, yeah. but also remember you got to show your kids struggle and also 
like and it, and that you're that what and that you're doing what what you want to do exactly you know you don't want to see you don't want no one wants their parents to be sad yeah you know? I always hate my dad my dad said to me and this is so crazy because my dad and I had no relationship my mom and divorced when when he was like when I was ten and. And he bounced, you know what I mean? Uh, and, yeah. and he didn't come back into my life until I was like 21 or, or 22, and, and I was already doing stand-up. Uh-huh. And my dad went full-on fledged supporting me, man. Cool. He went from like, where's dad? We need money to like, you're going to be a comedian? Uh, he, uh, he maxed out his credit card and all that. And then wow. he told me, he goes, I always wanted to be a pilot, Joe. And I always told myself I wanted to be a pilot, and I never did it. I always Shit. doubted myself. And he goes, I'm living vicariously through you right now. He goes, yeah. I want you to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Please do this, Joe. And yeah. he supported me. And it was so cool to see him do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't and know why I just said no, that. No, no, but, but, but that's exactly right. I mean, it's... Oh, I said that because my dad admitted that he... Oh, yeah. He... Didn't become a pilot. He didn't mm-hmm. chase his dream. He he fell in that hole. I need to work. I got a family and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. And he basically killed his dream. And now yeah. he's trying to get his pilot's license. You know what I mean? Like he's at 71 That's right so now. That's so rad. And, and it's like he's still trying to do it. Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. You see his yeah. son doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I always wanted to do it. So let's go. Yeah. And like, like last thing I'll say is, is it don't limit your dreams, but understand there are all kinds of dreams. To choose from, and and if the, if you're if this guy's dream is to start this business with his kids, absolutely do that because yes. we often think of our dreams as something as big as the thing that you reminded me of. My friend's dad, who played college football, and then my friend uh, is now like a, a pretty big writer in Hollywood, and his dad was like, "This is our family Super Bowl." Yeah. Like I never got to go pro, I never got to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, go. Whenever I see your <laughs> yeah. name on a on an end of a show, yeah. I get so excited. Yes. And like your dad, you know, we think of like a uh, pro football player, pilot, like huge, huge things. Uh, I feel like your own business is its own Super Bowl, exactly. is its own being a pilot. It thing. is. And, and so just, yeah, that's, uh, understand you have a fork in the road, sir, and you should maybe take the one that'll take a little more struggle, but it'll be better for you and your family in the long run. Can so. I say one more thing? Yes. You also have two kids. Don't ever think of that as a burden. Right. Think of that as like you're good point. You're built right? You're building a you're building a business. You're also building something for the kids' future. Like yeah. you, you don't think that's the future of your kids. You don't think one of them's gonna take over the business. Right. You don't think you're gonna put them to work. You don't think mm-hmm. one's gonna be like, yo, when my dad goes, I got this. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what you're building, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you'll have like built in employees once they get to like adolescence. Or exactly. Something. Yeah. <laughs> And not yeah, exactly. Oh man, exactly. Listen, and here's the thing: you don't have to pay them. Oh, uh, listen, child labor is fine, long as it's your child. Your child. All right, I will say that. My, <laughs> because it is. That is the truth. Yes, they the will. state won't come down on you. They understand. Yeah. Benefits. I, so, yes, so, they got benefits. So I've got like my version of this scenario too, okay, sure. where my dad always wanted to be a circus ringleader. Oh, that's my so dad cool. wanted my dad's like six five, huge guy. He always wanted to do the ladies and gentlemen, yeah. boys and girls. And so he always does things like that. That's great. And as soon as I explain to him what podcasting was and that I want to get into podcasting. My dad bought all my initial equipment. He like paid for me to go to like a radio trade school. And this is when I was 29. Like this is like the later in life. Uh I was like, dad, I'm unhappy. 
I want to do something with like talking and like, and he, he just, he, my dad just threw down money for me to do it. Yes. And now that we're going on tour yeah. with the podcast, my dad is like, when you're ready, I'm there. And he's like, <laughs> he, and he's printing out shirts that say Amanda's groupies. Oh, that's wow. Like my dad is like, going, those will sell. My dad is going through right now this whole thing of like living that's vicariously so through cool. what I'm, yeah. what I'm starting now. Yeah. Oh, He's like, awesome. to- because he wants it. And so my whole goal that I eventually want is to find a way to put my dad in a in a theater where he's like left just to do the intro. Sure. Right. So he still gets that feeling because he's in a, he's a, he's a CPA. He yeah. sits only in taxes and remedial yeah. work. And he's like this big guy, like the most gregarious person you've probably yeah. ever met in your His life. His fingers and are too big for the keyboard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's my dad. Yeah. Oh, so this is so like, so well, this is a thing. Like I saw that and I saw him work so hard and I saw tax season and I saw that that stress, yeah. you know, which is why initially I went into a career I didn't really like because I was like, oh, you got to put in that stressful work. And yeah. then eventually I just burst it out. I'm like, I can't do it. I want to do this with my personality. And my dad was like, here you go. Let's do it. Well, let's do, let's a year from now, set a goal for, let's do the Ace Theater downtown and have your dad introduce us. Oh, yes. So cool. Okay, so cool. here we go. Let's be, let's be that big. Here we go. Let's be that here nice. we go. We're going to do that. That's yeah. cool. Like all of this here mm-hmm. that you're seeing that we're doing all of this on, mm-hmm. this was all my dad's. That's so dope. Everything that, all this equipment, yeah. computer, nice. all of it. Shout out like, to Mr. Rosenberg. Yeah. He I was like Mr. the Rosenberg. second, he was like the second. <laughs> yeah. So this I, is a write-off too. He's good. He's very smart. No, he is a CPA. Yeah, he is a CPA. He knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows what's I up. bought it for you, but I yeah. also want to be honest. He was like, yeah, hey, can, can, you, really, can you? I saved a lot. <laughs> is there anything else you need? Uh, yeah. Your mom wants to go to Hawaii. My my buddy's dad is divorced and lives in Chicago in a giant house that he never heats. And oh. so like my friend will come to his house and be like, dad, Jesus Christ, it's freezing. And his dad will be sitting there in like five layers going, ask me how much I paid last year for heat. Ask me. Dad, I'm not going to ask you. Let's go to lunch. Ask me how much. Ask me. That's so, so all good. He, just men are so stupid. That's so dumb. It's like, so dumb. You know how You're cold it is in die. Chicago, you You're going to die. No one wears a parka inside their house. Come on, Mr. Flannery. Mr. Flannery. Okay. All right, let's roll That's the next call. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I don't even have a refrigerator anymore. He just has. I don't need it. He just has Sides milk out on the counter. Hanging. St- still eating unhealthily. <laughs> Such a great bit. Oh, man. Ask me how much I saved. Come on. I'm not going to. Just ask me right now. That's all he wants. By the way, I got you a scarf. It's called a house scarf. What the fuck is this, Dad? Put on this Russian fur hat. (laughs) (laughs) To make money on the side, it's one of those vodka bars. You know those Ice House vodka bars? Everything's sponsored. Everything's sponsored. The Gap gave us a bunch of scarves. (laughs) Fuck, Dad. Hey, Matt, whoever's with Matt. Me. Um, <laughs> this is Cody from Utah, and I, I, I okay, I'll just kind of explain it. I have depression. I've dealt with depression. Uh, when my parents got divorced when I was in my 20s, it hit me real hard. You know, I'd just sit in a beanbag, just, you know, eating fiber one bars all day. Like, that was it. Ugh. And now I'm better, but now I can see that my friend is getting into that. And, you know, recently it was like suicide prevention day. And I'm not saying that he's suicidal, but I am saying he's depressed. And I'm, I know what it would take to get me out of the funk. I just don't know what it would take to get him out of the funk. Like, 
or is it that type of situation where you don't want to wake up a sleepwalker? You know, what, how do I circumvent, you know, what do I do to help my friend know that I'm there for him without saying, hey, I noticed you got depression, which like, if it were me, it's almost like, you know, if you say that I can't do something, I'll go do it. Like, I feel like it's that sort of situation where if I say, hey, I think you have depression, they're just going to get angry and it's going to go deeper. That tick is going to burrow in even deeper. And I was just wondering, like, what is the way? What's what's a few answers? You know, I'm not looking for one definitive one because everybody's different. But, like, I just I want my buddy to be happy, you know. He's sleeping, you know, from, like, 9 o'clock at night to, like, 12 o'clock in the day. Mm. And then he'll take a nap at, like, 6 o'clock to, like, 8, you know, and then just do it over again. You know, he'll do school or whatever, but, like, I, his grades can't be that great. But I just, I need to help my buddy. And I was wondering, like, if you have any strategies of, like, do I take him out or whatever, you know. So, whatever you got, I'm open for it. I uh, love the podcast. Have a good one. Hey, Cody, thank you so much for calling. And, um, yeah, really well put, man. I mean, the thing about waking a sleepwalker, that's a really good analogy. Uh, and, and, but, but I would say, I don't think you need to worry about that. Listen, all you want to do is help. And the one thing I've, I've talked about this before is, is my thing as a, you know, egotistical only child stand up comedian. One thing I had to learn in my adult life from my oldest best friend was I don't ask enough questions. I don't listen enough. I always have something I want to talk about that relates to me. And I'm, you know, I'm very positive and I want to have fun and stuff. But he flat out said that to me, and that changed my life. And that was probably 10 years ago, uh, right when, like, my career started to kind of take off. And I had all these stories, and I didn't I, – I never I, – I wasn't asking about my, my, my oldest friend who had his own business in Portland, who I deep down was so proud of, but I never said that to him. And now we're, now we're better and all that, but, and I do ask questions, and I like to. And it's, it's one of those things where I didn't even really think about how much I do like hearing about people's lives and how much I do want to go, hey, be comfortable with me. What's, this, what's up with that? Hey, how's this? How, how's that going? How are you feeling about this? And so I don't think it's a, it's a question of you taking him out. I, I think you're kind of worried about, oh, you got to dig him out of the beanbag chair that you were in. I think it's more just like just, just go hang out with him and ask some questions about, about him, not necessarily about how are you feeling lately. Yeah. Have you have you been feeling like shit lately? Like don't don't do like a leading question, like an attorney, you know, like defense attorney that's just like in the night in question. Did you in fact masturbate five times and sleep for twenty four hours, or did you not? You know, I think it's more just 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 ask questions that you think he might like to hear because I think all this guy needs is to talk to somebody. And yeah. I always stress the importance of therapy. Maybe he's not ready for that. Uh, maybe he can't afford that right now. Um, but. Uh, you you can be uh, uh, someone he can lean on because obviously you care about him, uh, and th- that's my that's my not not necessarily solution, but the way to start helping. Uh, what would what would you say, Joe? Uh, I I I one hundred percent agree with everything you said. I love therapy, man. Me too. Uh, and I you know I always thought that was a Hollywood thing. Like every time I heard it, it was like I only heard therapy from people from Hollywood. I sure, of course. Anywhere else in the world, when someone said therapy, I'm like, oh, you must be from LA. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Um, yo, you really do need to say it. People bottle up shit, and sometimes you just want to tell somebody, and you also want to tell it to a person that's not your friend. 
Yeah. Because sometimes a friend will just uh, answer what you need to hear instead of telling you the truth. And that's the good thing about a therapist. Because yep. a therapist is like, no, you're pretty fucked up and you shouldn't have done that to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why blah, yeah. blah, blah is mad at you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas your yep. best friend would be like, no, fuck that. Blah, blah, blah deserves that shit. Yeah. You don't want to hear that. No. Because that just feeds the fire, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I strongly... if. I don't know. Encourage no, I, therapy I, I, or at least group therapy. D- definitely, definitely encourage encourage therapy. Uh, but, and you go. But you go too with go them. Too. Yeah. Because you need it too. Yeah. We all need it. Mm-hmm. Anyone that says they don't need it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it, everyone needs it every now and then. You know, instead of venting out on your friends and sure. You know, that's a lot of weight, man. Yeah. Remember that. There's a lot of weight to your fucking whatever it is that you're holding in. Mm-hmm. And for you to give it to someone else. That's a lot for them to hold. And some people yeah. aren't prepared for that. It's uncomfortable. Give it to a trained professional. Yeah. Someone that is, you know, that that's trained to do that and listen yeah. and give you a an honest opinion. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I say it all the time that therapists are someone you can say anything to. Yes. And you can't say anything to your friends. You can't say anything to your no, family. You can't. Your therapist you can say anything to. And it's it they will put you on a better track. And people people that say I don't need therapy are just like people to me that are like, I don't need exercise. Like yeah. you don't you you might not quote unquote need it, but you'd be better if you had it. Yes. And and uh, it, it's the the thing. It's funny you bring up something that reminded me of a of a situation with another friend of mine, uh, where uh, where actually this has happened throughout my life. Where when you you mentioned how friends will always kind of like give you the answer you want to hear. If you're that friend who is someone, the, a big thing when you're listening to what I said back to what I said is like to not give not not give solutions. Because you don't necessarily have them. You no. don't know the, the hell this person's going through. Yeah. And so when someone's like, oh, I just feel like no one likes you. Dude, everyone likes you. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't, because that doesn't help. No. Nope. A lot of it is, a lot of listening is just going, okay, man. All right. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but okay. Yeah. Okay, man. You know, because then you're, that you're there with him or her and you're not judging and you're also not being so grand as to offer a solution. Yes. That's a therapist's job. Yeah. Uh, that's an impartial observer. Uh, that's their job. Your, your job is just kind of just to kind of be there. And that's, that's where I've gotten with a few of my friends where it's like, look, I, I don't have the answers, but if you want to talk, I'm here to listen. Anytime. And here's another thing. So a lot of people don't like the word therapy because they sound like, oh, what? I'm supposed to go to a, a padded room? No. Yeah. We're not saying you have something wrong with your brain. No. It's just that... A lot of people go through emotional shit. Yep. You get stressed, and and you need to understand why. Yeah. You know, there's 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 things that happen. You need to say it to somebody that doesn't know you mm-hmm. and give you an honest review. Because maybe you maybe it's you know like there's things that I think that I'm 100 percent right, and I need someone to be like, no, you're fucking wrong. Right. And you need to hear that. Yeah. Because the my group will tell me that I'm right. You know what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, so that's another thing you have to explain to your friend. Like when you say, hey, you need therapy. Make sure you say it like, don't go. Hey, I think you're crazy, and you need a doctor. That that's no. not a doctor, bro. A yeah. therapist is completely different from a psychiatrist uh-huh. or someone that's trying to figure out your brain and, yeah. and go. Oh, yeah, there's definitely you need pills. For, no, you don't. You just need someone to talk to. That's all a therapist is. Someone yeah. you need to talk to. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it will help. It will help. I yeah. promise you it'll help. And, and I think, I mean, this guy's friend does show all the signs of depression, and it's and it's very cool that. Uh, this guy is seeing that and yeah. recognizing it and not being because the you know you all of us have the same solution to real 
uh, obvious problems. Ignore them. They'll go yeah. away. That <laughs> yeah. is everyone's solution. That yeah. is everyone's favorite. Ooh, I hope this shit works. And it never works. Yeah. It is like putting a, a piece of tape over the engine light. Yeah. You can't see it anymore, <laughs> but that fucker's red, you know? So like, <laughs> like you, like you, you, you just ignoring it. It's not, and, so and is the engine. It, it takes, yeah. And it, so it's like, I, 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 big shout out to you, Cody, for not only recognizing it, knowing it, but actually calling us and being like, look, I just need an ear, you know what I mean? So hopefully, um, hopefully that helps. And, uh, you know, listen and, 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 and try to get your friend into therapy in a normal fashion. Yes. Not like you got to go or you're going to throw your whole life away. Just be like, look, this helped me. This will help probably help you, you know? So Done. right on. Last one. Hi, Matt. My name is Mireya. I'm calling from Miami, and I have a question that I would like advice on. Um, now that we're moving into this whole era of ghosting, um, <laughs> where people just kind of disappear and whatnot, and it's cool, I guess, when you're dating and you're a millennial or whatever. But my question is, how do you deal with someone ghosting your kids when you're a single parent and you're dating? Um, how do I explain to my kids why this person has just completely disappeared from their life. Um, it's something I'm struggling with, but I want to keep the levity, and I want to make sure that I can kind of, like, message this in a way that is not going to be as heartbreaking as what they've already had to experience. Thanks so much. Love your stuff. Looking forward to seeing more of your podcast and hearing what you have to say. Thank you for calling in. Take it away, Joe Coy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, Here's the thing, man. This is a different. This is a different era, man. Yes. You, you can't compare. Don't get hurt by it. Like it hurts you because it is your, it's your daughter or your your son that's going through it. But unfortunately, well, I think what she's saying is this person is ghosting her. And how does she explain to her kids where what happened? Oh, to this person? Oh shit! I'm yeah. sorry. No, I that's what I thought at that. first too. And it took me a second. I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh. She got ghosted. Yes. On. Correct, Amanda. Would you say? Uh, let's see. Um, let's check tail the tape. The tail the tape. No. single parent and you're dating, how do I explain to my kids why this person has just completely disappeared from their life? Wait, so dating somebody so, while you have so, kids. Oh, so it... Is that what the question so, is? So Maybe I, it's because I don't think this so, person is old enough to have a child that's dating, but I could be totally wrong. No, so I think... So I'm under the impression that Nadia has, exper- has experienced ghosting and that it's coming up for her kids, so she wants... So she is dealing with it but she's older, and so it doesn't affect. How do I her. explain it to the kids? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't and think th- she I has think to worry about it. Like I think the reason why she's going through it and it's kind of mentally fucking her up because yeah. it's all new for everyone our age. Sure. Because when we dated, it, you dated within your community. It's like it was a. Ha- it's whoever you could touch. Mm-hmm. That was who you're dating, <laughs> and and you know what I mean. Like that. That's as far as it went. Yeah. Like now you can date some chick in Kansas City because you met on Twitter. You right. know what I mean. Right. And and ghosting is easy. It's like oh, I'm done talking to him. I went and I met up with him, and yeah. I don't like him. I'm done talking. And that's ghosting. You know what I mean. Right. Well, and, and we know the point. Of ghosting. I feel like ghosting has always been around, but it's never been scientifically exact, exactly pinpointable. Yeah. Where I remember, you know, I've been, I was that guy where I, uh, a few times where I would sleep with someone and just never call him. I was that shitty dude. Yeah. And I regret that and I feel awful about it. But there were also women who, uh, would do that to me. Exactly. And, uh, and so that I've been ghosted and I, I were like, oh, I thought I, <laughs> I got ghosted by a girl. And the next time she texted me, it was a group text. I'm engaged. <laughs> and I remember being in New York and be like, fuck you. 
And I was with my one of my. Oh, and it's a, it's a I group was, text to all the dudes she ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> so all, she was saying, it was "Lose to, my number." It was to all her friends, but like I will say this: she did initially say, "Like I don't want any strings." So it's like yeah. I couldn't be mad, but oh, I yeah. did like her. But anyway, but because of texting, because of Twitter, because of Facebook, we know when they stopped. Yeah, we know when they just they just they stopped responding to us. Yes, so we always had ghosting. We just didn't call it anything because it just wasn't like yeah. they were here and now they're gone. Yeah, like it is now. Our ghosting took a lot of effort too. Because, like I said, it was within your community. It wasn't. We never. Whoever dated some chick out of town was a fucking stud. It's like, yo, <laughs> you met some chick from where? You know what I mean? And you're still talking to her. Yeah. What? Because mm-hmm. it's like. But now it's like you can meet anybody. But like back then, yeah, it took a lot of effort to ghost. It was sure. like, yo, is Karen in the bar? Uh-huh. Well, I can't go in the bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, Karen left town. I had, a, I had, a, I had, I had a girl uh, when I when I first moved to LA where we were both at a party, we we're hanging out, and like I asked her out, and she was like, she's like, I just don't, I can't go on any dates because I'm like I'm moving, and I was like, oh okay, and then I saw her a month later in a bar, and I was like, hey, I thought you were moving, and she's like, yeah, I was gonna, and then I didn't, yeah, and I was like, what well, you, so, but but you said, I thought. And uh, then were you like, what do you call? what do you say to that? Yeah. What do you say? But you're supposed to go out with me, and that's yeah. an excuse you offered, so you should have moved or called me. Like, I couldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. But it did make me feel really that's small. So funny. <laughs> Ke- it that's, still makes me laugh. That's the ultimate lie. And, and oh, you I'm caught sh- it. I, I mean, it's but it, and it's like I couldn't get mad. I was just like, okay, all right. I just walked away. You know, just like I'm right. gonna go get a beer. Good to see you again. <laughs> Let me know if you're gonna move. <laughs> Should have screamed that as I left, like with my voice cracking, walking yeah, across yeah. the room. That's so funny. I think that's an easy one, right? Or no? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's just. Is it harder for a single mom? My, yeah, I mean, is that what she, that? Maybe I, that's I think if she means talking to her kids about it, it's kind of just go like, "Well, fuck them." You know, you're young, move on. Yeah, and, and just don't put don't put your heart there anymore. And if it's hard, it'll like time heals all wounds. Yeah, but if it's if it's someone she was. Like dating, dating, and the kids yeah. got attached to that person, and where are they now? Yeah, um, that's a tougher one to call. Okay, cool. Because I will say this: okay. when my mom and dad divorced, my mom didn't date anybody for okay, like four yeah. years, and then right when I was like fifteen, she started dating. And maybe this is what her concern is: like maybe she doesn't want her kids to see her getting ghosted. Am I taking that the wrong way? Because like I remember when my mom went on a date, and I hated the dude. Sure, I hated him. You know what I mean, and then uh, and I and I was praying to God that she would ghost him. Yeah, I, I, he, you know what I mean, like, but or he would ghost her, or he would ghost her. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then there was guys that I did like, and they never called my mom back. And I'm just like, yeah, well, that was fucked. Like, yeah. what? Do you know who my mom is? I I think that's the concern because it's like it generally like there is obviously a thing like oh, if your mom dates a guy, you're just like you know tail is all this time. You're like, no, yeah. no one gets to date mom. mom. Yeah, mom doesn't have sexual desire. Yeah, she's a magical goddess. That yeah, is beyond. You she know. lost her vagina at a swap meet. Yeah, like, exactly. Like yeah. Some shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's where we came up with the idea of the Virgin Mary. It's like a woman is somehow better if she never has sex. Yes. It's just like Jesus Christ, it, literally. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's. But once you, you do have this connection with a person, there is that. You, there is that. Oh, there's a guy in my life. He'll throw. He'll play catch with me and stuff like that. And yeah. so, as a kid, you lose your heart so fast. Yeah, you can lose your heart in an instant. You can a kid can watch Frozen right now and be like, I love Elsa. Do I get to marry Elsa someday? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, Junior. And one day you'll meet that snow princess you know uh so it's if you if you have someone who makes your mom laugh and makes you laugh you're just like oh it's gonna be like this forever and ever and it won't and that's that's a hard thing to put in in a kid's uh life but 
Uh, that's look, the truth, though, man. Know. That what you just said right there, because that was I was so into sports. My yeah. dad, I didn't have a dad, right? And my mom was like, "Sports? What is sports?" Like she had no <laughs> idea. You mean homework about sports? <laughs> like she had no fucking idea. Like, and then she started dating my stepdad, who you know they're still together after yeah. like thirty-seven years. And um, I remember when he came, man, this big burly fucking mountaineer uh-huh. from West yeah. Virginia, bro. And he, all he talked about was football. It was football on Saturday, pro football on on Sunday, and nice. then it was basketball. He was a Lakers fan. I was a Sonics fan. We would fucking curse at each other. Oh, that's and great. it was just the best time of my life. Was like I finally got this dude in my house. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I, I get that, man. Like mm-hmm. that dream of like, am I ever going to play catch with anybody? Right, yeah. Or am I going to keep throwing this shit up in the air, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So that, that, so that's, it's, it's a tough, I think explaining to your kid why this, this person left is, is, is hard, but, uh, I think it's just being like, you know, why did, why didn't, why doesn't he come around anymore? And you just go, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's dealing with something in his life that we will never know about, but that's him. And you have to uh, let him be who he's going to be. He's a grown person. You'll understand more when you grow up. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it, it has nothing to do with you. Yes. Yeah, it has nothing, nothing to do with, with me. No. Nope. Uh, they're just, they're just not around. Uh, and, and, and it's, I don't like it. You don't like it, but you know, Hey, let's, let's, let's think about something else or talk, you know, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, just ripping the band-aid off and yeah. not being like, well, maybe they'll call. I don't, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know. But uh, listen, if if you're if you did that to a single mom, shame on you, bro. Yeah, shame like on whoever you, bro. that dude is. Like, don't don't, don't ever meet. Don't the kid. insert yourself into this this child's life and and have a connection and then just be like, well, you know, uh, we hooked up a couple times, but you know. I'm, uh, I'm just a lone wolf, and then you drive off playing oh. Freebird, and then by the time you turn 60, you realize you're an alcoholic living out of your car. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> because you never took the chance to be with this cool Still family. Still listening to Freebird. Hey, man, I'm free as a bird, I'm man. free as a bird, man. <laughs> as long as I got porn, I got life. I'm good. Perfect circle. Back yeah, to the porn right addict. back to the porn. Hey, as long as she is, shit's not exactly the way I want it, sexually and everything, fucking I don't want it. Yeah, man. How did I turn 70? <laughs> Uh, uh, if you guys want to call in, the number is 323-763-0228 on Patreon. We're at Advice from a Dipshit. Throw us some bucks. Keep us running. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and uh, all of them. You name it. Uh, tell a friend about the podcast if you like it. On social media, we're at Advice from a Dipshit. On uh, Facebook, uh, on Twitter, we're at Dipshit Advice. Theme song by Ben Wise. Subscribe, leave a fun review. Um, this is the the most fun uh, I have just doing this podcast, and I love that it helps people out. If it does, man, it's it's the fucking best. Um, Joe, what can you tell people about coming up for you? Uh, man, uh, the Netflix special. Just go watch the Netflix. And special. what's it, it going to be out. called? Uh, I haven't I haven't made a decision. You haven't made a decision. Yet. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's the it's the new one. Uh, yeah, the new one on Netflix. It'll come out early 2019, man. This is I oh, can't great. believe it happened, man. Oh, it, dude, I'm so psyched for it. Yeah. Just the footage I've seen just looks just looks insane. Thank um, you. Uh, and mine mine actually is coming out February 2019. Netflix. Uh, uh, so Woo! no, no, it's going to be like everywhere else, like Amazon and all this stuff. Okay. I self produced it, and yes, they 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 don't buy anything anymore. They only self produce. They yeah. which is which is all good. Maybe I'll do one with them this year or something. Hint, hint. Netflix, but uh, we'll see. But 
Uh, yeah, mine, mine I did at a former porn theater, so that's coming I out. I love it. <laughs> yours is, yours in a, is in a stadium, which yeah, is super yeah, rad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? It was not shot. No, it's, it's a theater called The Paris that you should you should just show like adult films when I was a kid. Oh, it's real cool. On the oh, inside. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Where is yeah. this at? Uh, it's going to be, it's put out by Comedy Dynamics. It's going to be on, Oh, Comedy uh, Dynamics. They're great. A ton of stuff, yeah. They, got, they have Tiffany Haddish, Michael Yo, yep, you. Yep, they, yep. They, yeah, they're, they're amazing. They, make, they, they do amazing shit. work. Man. Yeah, they did my last one too. Uh, but, dude, thank you so much for coming on and taking a little time out. I know you're super busy and... Oh, um, uh, where can people check you out? Just joko.com. J-O-K-O-Y.com. Awesome. Love you, man. I love you more. <laughs> Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's Advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger. I hear a hissing sound. Yeah, I know. Um, it's just how everything connects via the voicemail. Yeah. This is a little... This is a little. These are a little more clear. Should I give him these? So you don't... No, I don't care. You don't care? Yeah. Um, look, it's Matt Bronger, everybody. What's Boom. up? And this is Karen. And this. <laughs> it's Amanda. Amanda. No, Karen in the cone. <laughs> that's why you thought it was Karen. Karen in the cone. Yeah, I'm so stupid. I love how that's stuck in your head. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's yeah. a TV that's show. That's so awesome. Karen in the cone. Yes. Oh, my God. This is Matt Bronger. Hey, what's amazing up? amazing place. And that's Amanda. We're about to do this pod. Yes. Good, right? Yeah, it's great. I'll save it. I'll post it. I'm ready. We good to go, Amanda? Wow, yeah. this is Do nice. The pause. Yeah, your level that that worked out perfect because I was able to get levels off of it. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, um, just could I have that wooden thing? Yeah, you want it? You yeah. Uh-huh. Go this crap out of your way. You Are you ever in Vegas, there. Matt? What's that? Are you ever in Vegas? I was in Vegas just this weekend. I Bro, t- took my mother-in-law. I was in Vegas. You were? Shit. Wow. I have a restaurant there. Really? Yeah, I'll take care of you guys. Okay, fuck. I will feed your whole family. <laughs> I swear to God, you will love my restaurant. Okay. I'm not even joking. No, I believe you. I believe you. I remember you talking about you had a you had a, um, a restaurant. What's your, what's, your, what's your restaurant called? It's called uh, Yoje Shabu Shabu. Oh, nice. Japanese shabu shabu. It's amazing. That's awesome. Well, I'll have to go next time. Yes, I'm in I Vegas a lot because I have a lot of magician friends. Oh, my God. That it's pretty is rad. a pod yeah, I, right I'm, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I like. I'm, we just had, like, uh, just, uh, we just had Justin, Justin Wilman, Wilman, Rob Zbrecki. Dude, I just watched a magician on Netflix last night, man. Oh, Probably DMC. Justin. The, the, no, the, Drummond, the, bald, the bald guy. Drummond. Drummond Money Coots. Yeah, I know Drummond. he's amazing, man. Yeah, and his, these guys. and his like, whole team. Like, That's yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the team who helped work on that show helped work on Justin's Magic for Humans. Oh, rad. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I want to be a magician. I think every kid bought a magic trick set or whatever. Yeah. Like kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we were just like, ah, fuck it. Let's mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us. Yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah, my mentor is Chris Kenner. It's David Copperfield. Oh, my God. David Copperfield brought my whole family on stage. Yeah. All my, my nephews and my oh, son. Wow. And my son was the main trick. It was so cool. That's rad. He was like the, the headlining, uh, the, the ending joke, whatever, the big, mm-hmm. yeah. the balloon trick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah, what? Right okay. <laughs> yeah, this is so... Matt's out of the loop right now. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I don't know. He's not a magician. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Are we rolling? Or no? Let's yeah, save. Yeah, but I mean, I figured I, did, I could just put this as a bonus. Oh, yeah. Put it up. Okay, great. Talking magic. 
Yeah. Right. Talking magic. That's another pod. So many pods. Talking magic. Yeah. I could do that. I had somebody today call me and being like, I think you should do a magic podcast because you're such an enthusiast. You should do a mag- magic podcast. I think that's podcast. great. Because all of them are so boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not allowed to talk. Yeah, it's all just visual. It just things appear. <laughs> yeah, so how do I do that? Yeah. Why would I talk when a fucking pigeon just flew out of my chest? <laughs> do I need to explain just, that with words? Yeah, oh, a pigeon. And everyone listens like, I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you, man. <laughs> even, even though you said it. I didn't see it. Yeah. It flies. Right. All right. Yes. So okay. classic pause, okay. and then we're ready. 